you're listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. This is episode 19, where we talk with our resident safe expert, Old Man Rob. He's been selling safes for almost 20 years, so he knows a thing or two about safely storing your firearms and protecting them against disaster and keeping them out of the hands of people who shouldn't have access to them. If you've just bought your first firearm or you have a collection and you need to keep them protected, this episode is for you. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, if you could, leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy episode 19 of Range Minded, the safe way to store your guns with Old Man Rob. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Range Minded from Independence Indoor I'll, Shooting. I'll say good morning, but you may not be listening in morning time. Okay, that's okay. We'll say good morning anyway. Good, uh, good day. Eh? With uh, Steve Zimmerman and myself, Mark Long. Ricky Free episode again. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is episode 19. We're talking about safe storage. We do have a special guest. We do. Somebody really important to the store. Yeah. I only know him as Old Man Rob. That's me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we'll go with. So, uh, Old Man Rob here is... Um, our resident safe expert at Independence Indoor Shooting. So we're going to talk about uh, something we've covered a little bit, but we need to go, obviously, in depth with. This is a bit of a millennial episode. It's it's, it's the safe space today. It's the safe space. Nice pun. Very yeah. punny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking about safe, safe storage, uh, securing your firearms at home, uh, maybe in the car. Um, and... You know, it's important because the last thing you want is somebody to get your firearms, uh, access to your firearms that shouldn't be, whether that's children or burglars or even just uh, an irresponsible person maybe at your your home. Unauthorized users. Any unauthorized users. That's what we want to try to keep away from. So, old man Rob. Yes. (laughs) Or do you want to be called Remington Rob? No, old man. Old man Rob. Well, I was going to say, too, uh, Steve is not the oldest person on the podcast this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always the youngest. And I'm, then, the, I'm the second oldest that works here next, next to... Uh, is Perkins older than my, you? Yeah, by three months older than me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he would, looks younger, though. <laughs> it's all good. I, I would hold on to those three months. <laughs> See, I'm the youngest person on the podcast, so I always, I always have to deal with being the baby. <laughs> so, um, so how did you get it? Tell us about how you got involved here at Independence Indoor Shooting how you kind of became the resident safe expert. Well, when I, I came here, I was working at a store on Fairview Avenue. and uh, some, shall remain nameless? Yes. <laughs> and uh, some it's uh, one of the customers comes in and says, hey, you got to see this huge shooting range you're building. Uh, and I said, well, where's it at? And he kind of told me. So I drove around over here, and I saw it being built. And they were just actually just doing the walls. And I'd come by about every two weeks. And then... I came in and I walked into this office right here <laughs> and I looked on the floor and there was an artificial pile of puke. <laughs> what? Artificial throw up on the floor. Yeah, I had I had some uh, gag gag gag, I guess you gag gifts. Yeah, or gag gag gags. Yeah, it's fake puke I had on the floor. People would walk by before we open. Yeah. And I turned around, you guys taking applications and Steve <laughs> looked at me and goes not for you, but you can go online if you want. And I got home and I told my wife, I said, if they hire me, I'm going to fit right into that place. <laughs> and he does fit right in. Yeah. I have fun. This is, I, I've worked literally, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, Cabela's and Sportsman's. And oh, sure. Cliff's, uh, Buckhorn, uh, Larry's Napa, Argonaut in Modesto, California, Rowning Arms in Modesto, California, um, 
my long longest was was called a place called Barnwood Arms in Ripon, California. We had an indoor range and Liberty and Browning gun safes, and that's how I started learning the safes back in two thousand. Okay, so you've been selling safes for almost twenty years, give, yeah, give or take. Yeah, eighteen years, and the the main the main the main player each time has always been Liberty. Okay, it was Liberty Browning, Liberty Fort Knox. Um, here it's Liberty Rhino, and we're very fortunate to have Rhino literally a half hour from here because you can sell a safe, and we can hop in the truck and go get the safe and deliver it and make one big giant circle and be done. Yeah, that's got to be convenient because you're selling a product and, and dealing with a product that's not the most transport friendly. Oh, no. And people don't realize how I've delivered a lot of safes, and it's tough. you got to think things through it before you move work. it, and it's they're heavy, and they're unforgiving. Yeah, I mean, and if they're going to... They're going to go, they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Have you ever seen one? I'm sure you've seen one well, go the wrong way. Well, I'll tell you a little story. When I, I built a custom home in Ripon, California beautiful home my wife and i wanted to build this and i was bringing my in it, it was a um, fort knox and i was bringing that it's a big one and i was bringing it from my house in modesto to rip on and we me and my buddy are trying to save five bucks to do it you know i got a ramp and we're going to run up this ramp <laughs> and get it and i was going to be up on a three a six inch pedestal up off the floor that was carpeted and we got up the ramp, and the safe tipped over and crashed through the wall in a brand new house we hadn't oh, even no. moved in yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your house now. So I had to call the sheetrock guys out and have them do a patch-up job. So, Oh, and, man. And you didn't even swear. Not much. <laughs> but the safe, you know, like you know, Steve and uh, Ryan here do 99.9 of the safe moving in it. People don't realize it's tough. You know, if it's a smaller safe, I try to talk to the customer Hey, well, got a piece of cardboard and a blanket, put it in the back of your truck, save yourself some money, and go home and back in and unload it. But anything over 500 pounds, you're better to have with them do it. So, Good to know. Yeah, yeah you don't want to end up having a uh, safe go through a wall. Oh, yeah, it's happened to me. Oof. Brand new home. <laughs> Second piece of furniture I moved in. I can't imagine what your wife said about that. Well, she was not pretty happy. Probably not I happy. I told her at a real nice dinner that night what happened. So. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to get it fixed. It's... Well, the good point, we weren't living there yet, so they still got it, you know. Right. Rock games Done pretty out. quickly. Yeah. 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 See, and then, yeah, that's the smart thing. You called the sheetrock guy and said, I'll fix it myself. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody will know the difference. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, let's say you wanted to buy your first safe. Let's say maybe you have a small collection of guns um, or even your first, you know, like an, an AR and a hunting rifle or something like that. And you want to secure it. What is, um, what do you look for in a safe? Um, what do you look for to avoid in a safe? Uh, size, all that kind of stuff. Let's say I just walked in and said, old man, Rob, sell me a safe. Well, the first thing I do is I just kind of talk to them and try to treat them like a friend. And then I just start kind of asking them how many guns they have. Uh, because the number one thing happens, 95% of the people five years down the road wish they'd have bought a bigger safe. That's the they, number one complaint, right? <laughs> and they get home and they start putting jewelry and silverware and baby pictures and cameras. And pretty soon there's no more room left for your guns. But uh, I see how what they can afford and uh, just kind of go from there and point out the pros and cons of each safe and try to adjust the safe to their needs. And if they live in the county or they live in the city, they live out in Melba where it's volunteer fire department, you have to have a higher fire rated safe because the house catches fire. 
takes a little bit longer mm-hmm. for the fire department to get there and put it out. So if you live in the city and you're across the street from a fire hydrant, you can get by with 30-minute raise safe. I recommend a minimum of, of, of 60, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of them are 30, and there's nothing wrong with the 30 it's as long as it's, uh, you know, you're close to fire protection. But if you're way up in McCall or someplace and you might want to go with a two-hour rated safe. Yeah, now that's that's something I actually didn't think about. Is that you have to think about where you're at, um, where you're located. If you're out in the rural area, where it does take some time for emergency folks to get to. If you, God forbid, you do have a fire, you do need to to think about that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the average response time is about five to seven minutes after they get the call. So we'll just figure seven minutes at the worst case scenario. They get the call. Usually five or six minutes has gone by. Now we're at thirteen minutes. And now you only got 10 minutes left of a fire rated safe. If you have a 30 minute safe, you only got 10 minutes left before the safe's going to get, you know, to a dangerous temperature to, to wreck the, um, the goods, the your valuables. Well, because yeah. like you said, you're going to you, the possibility is that you can you can put way more than just guns in oh, a yeah, safe, too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I sold a gal safe uh, two days ago. Matter of fact, I think the one I just delivered yesterday. Delivery. Yeah, she's a. A genealogist. There you go. And okay. She, she wanted it, and, and I just talked to her, and she wanted to order this other safe. And I t- said, you know, you can go to Home or Lowe's Depot or Lowe's or Home Depot and get uh, a little fire cabinet thing. Yeah, yeah. or you can get, just go get some particle board shells and have shells on both sides. You don't have gun racks in there, you know. So and you can store all kind of documents. Kind, or yeah, that's anything what she like had. That. that was her hobby. And God she, bless her. That's what she, she actually liked to bought do. the safe that I was thinking about buying. Yeah, she. I, <laughs> I, I tried to talk her out. I said, "This is Steve's safe." I don't, I don't think you tried. <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> well, and that would be what your third safe. It might be my third safe <laughs> because there and there's a case in point right there. <laughs> is buy more safe than you think you need. Because, yeah, absolutely. Because well, your collections are gonna your collections gonna grow. Absolutely. I, I have weapons stashes or caches all over the valley, so yeah, that's why I have so many safes. I we have we have a uh, one of our members, a nice guy, and I, I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, so I won't. But he come comes in here, and he bought one of these safes, a white marble safe, and I had a big one and I had a little one. I mean, I, I had the smaller. I had a twenty three gun and a fifty gun. And he bought the smaller one, and he came in. Matter of fact, Steve was waiting on him two days ago. I said, how's it going? He goes, I wish I'd have bought the bigger one now. Already. And that's less than two months ago. So, so when you're looking at a, at a gun safe, you know, they do have the sizes, you know, 23-gun, mm-hmm. 50-gun, yeah. anything like that. Are those sizes pretty true to form or? No. Okay. It's like, a, it's like a tent where if you get a two-man tent, it's really a one-man tent. And this is for everybody to understand that all safes are made up, if you can kind of visualize, just putting 20-gauge over and unders or 30-30s in them. You put any gun with a scope, any gun with a bolt, that takes up space from the slot next to it. So I tell everybody, when if it's a 25-gun safe, you're probably looking at about maybe 15 Really, that big of a difference? Yeah, it only depends what kind of guns you have. That's yeah, that's another question. If you have, you know, a lot of bolt action, long range, thousand yard guns, you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of space. Yeah, they're a lot bigger. I noticed what's my safe here in the office that I think it's a twenty five. I don't know what it is, but it yeah, there's there's a lot of handguns, but not not a lot of long guns. I, I try to be honest with the customers. You know, I don't say, oh, you can fit this in, you can do this. I try to tell them exactly what's what, how you, it's gonna work. Making noises. Sorry. 
I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> well, I just try. I just, <laughs> I just try to be honest with the customers. I don't. I, I first thing I tell them, I don't work on commission. I'm here just to help you. And right. Uh, I'm not here to upsell you, downsell you, around sell you. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just here to point out the facts and, and and be honest with you. And I think that's why a lot of people like dealing with you, Rob, is because you're you're their friend. Yep. You don't. You don't. Uh, you're not the. You don't mess around. The nosy salesman that's trying to. So you used coffee. Yeah, I don't. I try, you know, I try to upgrade them a little bit, but I also point that out immediately that I'm not trying to get something more out of you. I'm just trying to point this might be better for your needs. Right. Right. Well, and that's and that's the thing is your collection is pretty much always going to grow. So right. It will. Yeah. That's, that doesn't come from a sales commission standpoint. That yeah. comes from that's a, reality. You're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna. Uh, let me introduce you to the long line of people that wish they bought a bigger safe. Yeah. So and it is a very long line. That's yeah. true. <laughs> um, so let's talk about why uh, a safe is more important or a better for you than maybe like a gun cabinet or anything like that. You know, for maybe for some people, a gun cabinet is is enough for their needs mm-hmm. um, but like fire for example what you know what advantages does a safe have over just a simple gun cabinet well you know i i, I teach i talk about that too i said you know when i was young growing up no comment steve um when i was young growing up man, was fire even invented then <laughs> rob invented fire he has to go out in the back with two rocks <laughs> when i grew up not necessarily me although i did build a mahogany gun cabinet with glass in it when high school project but I used to admire going over somebody's house and they'd have this huge oak gun cabinet with lights in it and guns lined up. And, and I just look at the guns and how beautiful it is. But you know what? Those days are gone. They sure yeah, are. Yeah, society's changed so much you can't. Exactly. You know, it, whether it's, you know, in the tragedies in our schools, um, just everything in our society's changed. And you just need to, those days of just being proud and people being honest are gone. And. When people come in here and they say, well, I got five, I got six guns, but I don't have no kid. And they, I hear this a lot, but I don't have no kids at home. So what about theft? You know, especially if you're, you know, if you're renting a place, they come in and rip you off. You're done. That's it's, it. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just lost all that money. I said, I know gun safes are expensive, but like right now, Liberty has uh, interest-free financing, not one penny, which is a cool thing. Um, but you're just protecting your investments as we all know guns i love guns and they're expensive and you're just protecting your investment that's all right well and a safe's going to do a better job of that than a cabinet right absolutely i love cabinets i wish i could have a cabinet in my house but it's also when i get in my car and my wife and i go to uh to new york on a vacation I don't have to worry about the house. If the house catches fire, somebody kicks in the back door and steals my all my beloved guns, my inherited from my grandfather. Wow, yeah. they're gone, you know. And 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 you know, if you I when you leaving on vacation, the <laughs> <laughs> wagon train. <laughs> but I just think it's peace of mind when you leave the house. It's peace of mind. Absolutely. If you have a safe and you bolt it down, or you have it. I, I say the big ones don't necessarily, but I recommend everybody bolt the safe down. But if, 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 if it's peace of mind. They're not going to get into it. If the house catches fire, you know, it's fire rated. You're, you know, the contents will be fine. You know, it's just peace of mind. Definitely. It's an insurance policy, really, right? My, my father-in-law, or we should say my ex-father-in-law, which I still love very dearly, um, not so much his daughter, but that's another story. <laughs> hey, she's honest, man. She's honest. Yeah. Um, he had a beautiful oak gun cabinet, 
and he still has it. And it's full of guns that don't work. They're guns, but the firing pins are broke. Can't get... So he turns it on, and it looks beautiful. Right. If somebody breaks in his house, they're just getting a handful of nothing. You know, hmm. so diversionary. So, so he has you know the ambiance of the old fashioned, but he also has a gun safe. Right. So, so let's talk about um, you know you let's say you bought a safe. Okay, now and some of the safes can be pretty big. Like you know, Steve's got a pretty sizable safe in in this office. Uh-huh. Um, wh- where do you put it in your house? Where's where's a good place to put because. You know, I imagine depending on where you live in the country with humidity mm-hmm. or just straight heat. I mean, it was 108 here yesterday and my garage was just it wasn't humid because it's not humid in the Treasure Valley ever. It's just hot. It's just hot, man. And, yeah. you know, heat and going from hot to cold and all that can affect, you know, mm-hmm. guns, ammunition, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, now, I always get this word messed up. It's ambionic or ambionic temperature. When the temperature... Ambient. Ambient temperature. Okay, here we go. Let me rephrase this. When you have your ambient temperature, that means when the temperature inside the safe is different than the temperature outside the safe, the safe will sweat. Okay. And yeah, whenever mo- there's hot to cold, right. there's condensation. Right. And people, that's why you have to get a safe. When I sell a safe, I try to push them with some sort of dehumidifying rod. If not... Because those those cost more for the back plug-in, and I understand money's money, and I understand that exactly. No more more than I do, but uh, but if I don't, then I sell them a de- a, a pack that we have sell out here, a dehumidifier pack, like a little desiccant pack only. Right, yeah. you just put them in your safe, and they are blue when they're charged up, and when they get full of moisture, they turn reddish pink. Mm-hmm. You take it out, and you plug it in the wall overnight, and put it back in your safe. That mm. way, your guns don't rust. Because even if like you said, even just the temperature difference, even if it's not humid outside, right. it can still... The temperature difference, yeah. Right. I have a gun safe, and you know, I have one out in the garage, and I have one in the house, and I know the one in the garage. My, next time my wife leaves town, it's going to be in the house. <laughs> Steve doesn't know this yet, but we're going to move it. Guess I'm moving the safe. <laughs> hey, what are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> and also, you need to realize, um, I, I had a home built by a track home builder out in, uh, in Napa, and I put my first safe in the house, and I and I every time I'd walk by it, going down to the hallway, the whole safe would rock, and I had a pheasant on top of it. It would flop around, <laughs> and I got to look. Was, it, was the pheasant alive? Or was it? <laughs> I, it was dinner for tomorrow night. <laughs> but the floor was so weak there that the the floor was really flexing. So I had to get underneath the house. And you want it to be at the big boy safes. I mean, you know, like stay, you know, the 12, 14, 1500 pound safe. You need to have them over some sort of support on Supporting the floor. And if not, yeah. get underneath the house and you can go to Home Depot. This is why I tell customers too you can go to Home Depot and get you one of those cement pier blocks that has mm-hmm. a little redwood insert on top that people, when they build a home for the foundation, and then put that there and level it off, you know, on the ground and then measure how far it is from there and put a basically a brace going from the foundation to the cement block. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that probably a lot of people don't think about. I I actually have a friend who, um, his hobby is fish tanks and he had a huge fish tank. And I mean, just like metal and guns, water gets pretty heavy. heavy. And so he actually had to go under his house, 
And yeah, just you're just reinforcing the foundation. Yep, just reinforce that in the floorboards and all yeah. because it it can affect the floor. Because I mean, when you think about a home being built, and Steve, you can talk about this a bit. That yeah. really they don't. There's not a, a ton of weight consideration. I mean, just the floor is just for people to walk around on. Yeah, I know. I I built my in-laws' house. I built him a beautiful beautiful home, and his my father-in-law's a collector. And uh, yeah, we I poured the foundation purposely to build pony walls to hold up his. His, his, yeah. his heavy safe i'm not gonna say it's huge but it's it's a, it's a large safe it's a nice safe and because we were able to go from the beginning i built the home purpose yeah. built for that safe we the safe was in there before the house was done wow yeah, yeah. but that's something you have to consider yeah. i tell people that you know people say well i'd love to have it in the house but you get a contractor and just i mean you could do it but it it you can do it for less than 25, 30 bucks, support the foundation. Right, if you're DIY a little yeah. bit, yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. I just did this at my house because I just bought a home about a year ago, so I'm learning the uh, joys of home ownership. Uh-huh. Uh, installing a fan, a ceiling fan, yeah. uh-huh. and going up to into the attic and checking whether or not that there has to be a, a brace. Yeah, there has to be a box rated something to hold to hold that yep. fan up. You didn't sweat up there, did you? A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. It was a little toasty warm <laughs> with all that insulation. Uh, but um, yeah, so I had to take the old light fixture box out and put a new one in and all that. And you know, it's just something you have to consider that you have to add to your home a little bit, or you yep. know. Um, but in the garage, then that's no big no big deal because you're on a cement pad, right? Um, right. But you know, still that's going to be harder to bolt into and. That's why I like the garage deliveries the most. Well, yeah, you know, and actually, as a fire perspective, and the fire departments can tell you, and if you call Rhino or Liberty and ask them their statistics, traditionally, safe stored in a garage along a, a wall are more safe as, when it comes to fire than the structural fire inside the house. Yeah, it hmm. doesn't fall down. Yeah, it's just... For some reason, exterior walls in the garage don't get as hot as the inside of the house. Interesting. I, I guess that makes sense, too, because you're kind of removed from everywhere else. And the, yeah. the, the most intense heat of the fire, I would imagine, would be right. inside the home where there's all that fuel, yeah. you know, to, to feed that fire. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess if you had to recommend whether a garage would be or a safe would be in the garage or inside the home, which one would you recommend? If you walk out and look at our safes here, I order some high-end safes. Mm-hmm. And those aren't garage safes. Those are a piece of furniture in your home. Yeah. Some of them are artwork. So yeah, Some they of are. the stuff we get from Liberty and Rhino. Some of yeah. this is Yeah, awesome. we have a Rhino safe out here right now. It's beautiful root beer brown with brass, I mean, bronze or brass trim and lock. And, and or a big Liberty next to it in champagne beige gloss uh, car finish. And it's beautiful. And the EPA also charges 250 to $300 more per safe now. For a car finish, I oh, call it really? the gloss, a gloss finish. Really, uh-huh. powder coat is probably your most dis- like this here on this safe is your most dis- it's 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 indestructible. But for in the home, I mean, like that Rhino out there and that um, Liberties out there that are just beautiful. They're they're piece of work and they they're furniture in your house. So people really can instead of. Getting a well, not instead of, but in addition to getting a practical safe, they can get one that really complements their home and absolutely. and almost like a, a, there, there's your point of pride right, right there. Instead of a, a mahogany cabinet with glass and all that, you can get a safe mm-hmm. that in a beautiful color and beautiful finish. I've I've had not many, but I maybe half a dozen people in the last eighteen years. They're getting ready to build a safe and the color schemes, and they want to order like a gloss burgundy or something for their room or something like that. So wow, so. 
Yeah, that's one thing I really like about Liberty's website is you can build exactly what, what you, you want. want. Yep. Yep. You, you can customize it. it. Yep. Have it yep. shipped and then yeah. Liberty's you know, Liberty's been around I don't know if you guys know this, but <laughs> but it's no, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. There was some boys in Utah started building safes in their shop. I think it was in Provo. Um and they started building these safes and they called it Pro Steel. Well, Browning gobbled them up and said, now it's Browning Pro Steel. Well, one of the brothers, they started butting heads as they got bigger and bigger. So one of the brothers peeled off and started national security mm-hmm. safes. And then that safe got, they got bigger and bigger and they hired relatives and stuff. And one of the relatives peeled, peeled off and started Liberty Safe. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and Liberty just took off. I don't know why. Because basically this... Basically, we get off the track here a little bit. I don't care what safe it is. I don't care if it's Liberty, Fort Knox, Rhino, Browning. Um, they all have four grades of safe. They have mm-hmm. their low end, medium, high, and high end. Okay. All of them do. And um, so... The one brother, they butted heads, and he peeled off and started Liberty Safe. And then he got so big, he turned around and bought National Safe out from his brother. Oh, wow. So now Liberty owns National, too. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. Um, so let's talk about the, the the kind of those four different grades of, of safe, because mm-hmm. I think that's important to consider, obviously. Um, you know, you said there's kind of your low end, your entry level, and then your mid grade, and then your high end, and then your high end, right? right? Um, can you kind of walk me through the differences? Okay, the smaller safes are usually smaller, and they don't have like light kits in them. They don't have a dehumidifying setup. Uh, they're just basic entry level safes. Just that a box. W- just a box at work. Mm-hmm. And then you come up to the next level, might be a little bit bigger, have a little fancier paint on it, a couple more shells, and a higher fire rating. And then you go to the next level, like the Lincoln out here, this the Liberty Lincoln. Those are the number one selling safes in the United States, and the Liberty Lincoln. And they are 90-minute rated safes. So, And then after that, you go up to the two-hour rated safe. So basically... It all has to do, the different grades of safe has to do with the gauge of the, the metal mm-hmm. and the fire rating. Okay. And that's the, that's the two biggest costs. And powder coat versus paint, gauge of steel versus less gauge of steel, and uh, lock. Sometimes locks, the lock. E-locks. Yeah. And I have people come in here and say, well, I ain't going to go and buy one of those for that. And, and well, that's, that's great. You can. Mm-hmm. But you need to compare apples to apples. You can't compare... A small little non-rated safe at Costco versus one of these beautiful Liberties or Rhinos, because you're not comparing apples to apples. You're not. I tell people you're not buying a safe; you're buying an oven. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Because yeah, because the fire rating yeah. is either is different or non-existent, or, or non-existent in, in a different yeah. safe. Um, and then the thickness of the steel, right? Yeah. The gauges of the steel. And so let's talk about that for a minute, because obviously that helps insulate from like heat of a fire mm-hmm. um, and you could argue it's harder to break into or anything mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. uh, people I mean how do people try to break into safes you know what I have actually I've seen about five safes now over the years that people tried the only one in 18 years that I saw that somebody successfully got in the safe and it's kind of not comical but 
the guy had a safe, a medium safe at his safe, I mean, at his shop. So mm-hmm. he had a medium liberty safe at his shop. And the shop was out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Somebody broke into the shop, and there's his torches and his saws and his sawzalls and all these blades. Yeah. And they just laid the safe over and cut it open. It might have taken them four hours, but the average theft or thief doesn't carry sawzalls and settling tanks with them wherever he goes, you know. So yeah. They broke into this shop out in the middle of nowhere. They have to worry about neighbors watching. And they just cut it open and got the guns out. Yeah, and that speaks to kind of, we and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, is what your specific situation is. If you are out in the middle of nowhere, you know, they've got all the time in the world. world right. Um, you know, if, you know, like I live in a subdivision on a cul-de-sac, if somebody yeah. comes in there, you know, my neighbors who are both retired, thankfully, um, are going to notice. Right, right. You know, and so that break-in is going to, you know, would last minutes as mm-hmm. opposed to hours. Um, and, you know, and that's one thing I think we can kind of bring up, too, is that safes, you know, if given enough time and enough wherewithal, like you're, the story you just shared. Yeah. It, it can happen. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, yeah. it's Nine, a big deterrent. 99.99% of the time, they're not going to get into it. I mean, I you can I, you can get into a bank vault if you have enough time. You know? Yeah, that's true. And enough equipment. Right. Um, and that's something maybe to think about, too, is that if you do have a safe in a garage, secure your tools as well. If right. You have, that's a very good point. If you have a sawzall or you have a drill, you know, mm-hmm. or something or like long, that. Or a long four-foot pinch bar or something. Which yeah. Rhino sells tools, toolboxes. Just saying. Oh, to, really? Their toolboxes are. <laughs> I suck at those last night. They're amazingly cool. Yeah, I was getting ready to do another safe order last night, so I was trying to evaluate what sells and what doesn't sell versus the inventory we have on hand. And I was going through the Rhino book, and I saw, did see those. Uh, those are they're amazing. Pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're not cheap, but no, those are pretty they're cool. Expensive, but they're awesome. Yeah, I was looking. I'm looking at them here, and I mean that that thing looks like it could take a beating. <laughs> yeah, it's they're built to the same standards as their safes. Wow. Yeah. No, it's I mean, and because tools are just it could be just as much of an investment depending on what you do and what your hobbies are. Well, yeah. I I I I told I haven't told Steve yes, but we've talked about this when we're talking. I'm thinking about getting a blue uh, Bronco Blue, we should say mm-hmm. gun safe, <laughs> and then we got some of these. I just saw them on our re- receiving Those Cardova right coolers. Cardova and put a couple by this blue safe, and I bet you it'll be, be in a week. It'll be gone. I like. Oh, I bet. I like those Rhino blue blue Rhino They're beautiful. safes. Yeah, awesome. first blue safe I ever saw. I go. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, it but grew, grew it, it sold. It, it took about six months, but it sold. But I think here with Boise and the blue turf and the blue boys and all the blue stuff. Oh, yeah. People I, go nuts for, for yeah. Bronco, Boise State yeah. stuff. And yeah, I think they really we, do. And we put one of those coolers there with the Bronco, Boise Bronco football logo on it. It'll sell quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I put the Bronco logo right on front and yeah. Yeah, that thing will be gone. Yeah. So uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about, we talked about kind of the fire rating and the thickness or whatever. Let's talk about the actual lock. Okay. Um, because... You know, there's biometric locks now, which, I'm, you know, kind of, I'm sure all the rage. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, keypad locks mm-hmm. um, that are electronic. I know, Steve, you, on all your safes, I think you have just a combination mechanical lock, right? I have uh, one of each right now. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you have a bio- biometric? Not a, sorry, not a biometric. I, I have a digital keypad on the, the safe at home. Mm-hmm. But, but on this one here at the office, I have a dial, which I actually like the dial. Mm-hmm. Um, some people worry that, oh, you're not going to get it open in time. I can open my safe pretty quick. Yeah. 
Well, could, and, and there's, you know, there's keys and all that kind of stuff too, yeah. as an option. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Maybe what, what most people go with and, and locks and stuff like that. Yeah, and, uh, and the benefits are the, the goods and the bads and the uglies. I guess, sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, true, truthfully, I don't think now, right this today, there's any benefit either one, either or. Um, when they first came out, I was anti-electronic lock. Mm-hmm. They were having a lot of, and this is like 15 years ago. Okay. If maybe a little longer. They were having problems with them. You know, they would work for a couple months, and then they would, battery would go dead, and they forget what they're... Forget the password. The password. That's why. Sure. Get a the, lockout. That's always Yeah. Fun. So they, they would forget that. But that being said... E-locks, whether it's Sergeant Greenleaf or Secure Ram, they've all come a long, long, long ways. Mm-hmm. And they just get better and better and better all the time. Right now, if I was to buy a safe, it would make me one bit of difference. I But there's four grades of electronic locks, too. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So okay. make sure you get the upper grade mm-hmm. versus the lower grade. They're made by the same company, but it's like, you know, it's like anything else, you know. Good, better, best type, thing. right? And so, what are what are kind of the differences between the, difference, the grades? It's just, it's just um, uh, the the e locks are the higher end ones are just just a little more refined, I should say, for lack of a better term. So, just better electronics, yeah, you can and, yeah, more reliability, and, and, you know. And but mechanical locks, like Steve just said, you get used to a mechanical lock. And you just automatically, and you get them to them pretty quick. Mm-hmm. E-locks, you know, I had a guy yesterday, he goes, well, I hate E-locks. Unless the battery goes dead, I was trying to sell a safe. You can never get into it. And I said, all you do is change the battery. Oh, no. The battery goes dead, you got to take the safe for it. And I just grabbed this, the lock off the front of the safe and raised it up. And I go, here's the battery. How long would that take? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of a misconception for some people. They think that you have to open the safe to change the battery. Right. Well, then you would be locked out of your safe. And, you know, and I hear, um, you know, uh, people could hack off the electronic lock and put electrodes on the two lines and put oh, their and black talk on it. You know, and then I had a fellow in the Air Force. He came in here the other day, yesterday, and I don't remember what it was because you hear a lot of things, you know, but some kind of. If a nuclear something or they could uh, EMP. Oh, yeah, right. there you go. Yeah, I, an electromagnetic pulse, pulse would would shut down all your e locks. Mm-hmm. So that's why he only has one mechanical. If you're going to get into a safe all the time, me- mechanical locks have a key on them. So you open it and then you put a key in it and it locks it. So you don't have to say you own a business, your jewelry store, mm-hmm. and you bought a safe from us to keep jewelry and money in. You wouldn't have to go, you know, left, right, right, left, right, right. You have just keys to turn it in. And I have a lot of older people now who want e-locks, electronic lock, because they can't see the mechanical lock very good in the dark. You know, Oh, dark. the numbers well, don't show sense. up that yeah. well? Huh? Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, so when they look at it, they can't see it. Honey, where's the flashlight? I got to get the flashlight to see. So I've actually gone out now to one house but, mm-hmm. and changed some older fella's mechanical lock to an e-lock. Oh, so you can change. You oh, can absolutely. keep the safe, but if you wanted to change yeah. the lock mechanism, yeah. you can. When I when I order, um, when I I've never this is the first place I've ever worked at that I I've sold liveries forever, but I order them. Where I used to work, they'd order so many with e locks, so many without. Like I order everything mechanical lock, mm-hmm. and I bring an e locks the high end e lock separate. Okay. And if somebody wants it, we'll just change it out for them. And it's not a terribly expensive upgrade either. No, it's about one hundred and fifty bucks. 
No, that's not too bad and no. when it's all said and done. You know, so it's six one to me it's six one six of one, half a dozen of the other. I like them both. Sure. Um, and that let's talk about biometrics a lot, because that's kind of the new thing yeah. I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. coming out, um, you know, fingerprint or even RFID. Like mm-hmm. you can use a card or a brace. What are your kind of thoughts on those? You know, I don't know a whole lot about that. I know I bought my wife uh, a Liberty biometric lock, you know, handgun box for the bed. And I know you put your thumb on it and it opens up in a half a second. Yeah. And I think it'll hold like 15 different fingerprints. Okay. So you could have your, you know, your thumb and your finger and kind yeah. of like a, a smartphone where you can have multiple fingerprints right. or, or you whatever. Could, you know, you could be on it. Your wife could be on it. Your mother-in-law, she could be on it. I don't know about my <laughs> I don't know about she that. Shoot me. Yeah, we have these vault out here, and I think they <laughs> hold like 200 fingerprints. Yeah. Some ridiculous number. So you can put your fingers, left hand, right hand, your toes, your, you know, whatever. Yeah. You'll your be able toes. To, you'll be able to get into that thing. Well, and that's my, that was kind of what I wanted to move over to is, you know, they're safes, obviously, but then, you know, there's more quick access stuff. Let's say you do have um, or you do want to secure a handgun, for example, you know, next to your bed or under your nightstand or something like that. Um, what do you kind of look for in a lockbox like that in terms of quick access and everything? Well, there again, there's there's three three different types. There's a key type, little round key, stick and turn it open. I to recommend I tell everybody that's OK, but I would use a key as a backup. Um, they have buttons on top. You know, like two, two, three, or one, two, three, four, or five, seven, whatever. That's pretty quick, mm-hmm. and that's pretty, pretty problemless, so to speak. But uh, and then you have the biometrics, and just put your finger on them and they open up. And then a lot of people buy safes. You know, that hold two gun, one gun. You know, for the next to your bed, mm-hmm. because you know what it's about is if you have kids or if you're next door neighbor comes over and your best friends it's at your wife's best friend she's got kids folks you cannot have guns laying out yeah and you that's tragedy it's just i've seen two 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 ten year old boys get killed by guns laying out they go down the street to play nintendo at their buddy's house and want to see my dad's gun and boom and that's the problem that you know well i teach my kids right yeah they don't they'll never touch what you can't teach your kids friends right i'll use that from now on in my hunter classes but that's right it's all we're trying to do is stop that's what i try when i teach because now it's a law you have to keep all lock if you have kids around we're just trying to stop kids from getting killed and whether it's a lockbox next to your bed bio button or key or safe it's all about because kids are kids. I mean, I was a gun freak, man. When I was growing mm-hmm. up, if you left a gun laying out, as soon as my dad left the house, I was looking at it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, 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 I can't say whether it's worse or better nowadays, but with video games, you, you learn about guns, I think, at a younger age or at yeah. least, you know, kind of almost interact with it. It's like, oh, it's just like video games or whatever. And then, you know, if you see one lying around, you know, that, you know, there is a bit of that education, but it's yeah. probably better just to not even have one lying around, you no. know? And I remember being a curious kid when your parents aren't home and, yeah. you know, it's, you can get into a lot of trouble real quick. And like you said, tragedy can well, strike. Happened. There's two, I used to be involved in a little league program. We had about a thousand kids on our program and Two years apart on the same street. Didn't know each other, but on the same street, two 10-year-old boys Man. killed each one. You want to come and see my dad's gun? Next thing you know, you got a 10-year-old on the floor dead. Yeah, that's that's horrible. It is. Absolutely. It's a, the most ultimate tragedy I think could happen to a parent. And I think that's... Um 
you know, something to think about. You know, you have your safe, but maybe you're a concealed carrier and you just put your pistol on the yeah. table or something like that and even just walk away for five minutes. Uh-huh. I think you, you need to have a way to secure that firearm. Maybe that's, you know, quick access to you mm-hmm. that your fingerprint or combination or whatever, but right. is secured and you, your kids can't mess with it. Or yeah. And well, and there's other people, too. Maybe you have a party at your house or something and somebody brings a, a, a boyfriend or, a, you know, somebody's other friend or something like that over and they notice that you've got you know uh, the simple gun cabinet or maybe you know you've or nothing or nothing yeah you just got a couple cases you know cased long guns sitting in your closet or anything like that and then they tell their friends or something like that and you know can end up with a bunch of guns gone and that's not even with just guns like you're saying you know people put coin collections or whatever Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing my brother lost my grandpa's coin collection that he'd started when he was a child just because he didn't secure it right right and so even people you think are your friends sometimes they get desperate yeah or their friends friends right Mm -hmm. you know that's a really good point steve you know steve's pretty little-headed he's like people (laughs) people people, you know my head's still round it's not that level basically just take the temptation away from them that's all you're doing yeah if the opportunity's not there um and so what are your thoughts on concealed kind of uh, storage, you know, maybe you've seen in wall safes. Yeah, or... you know, I don't. I, I understand fully. I've seen bed, uh, bed uh, headboards, headboards. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> bed heads or <laughs> dead head like me. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I've seen headboards. I've seen books. I've seen, you know, I, I, they're all great, but I have never really owned one or sold one or really dealt with them. Sure, because we. I'm thinking in the last episode we were talking about all these gadgets and gizmos mm-hmm. in the gun world, and uh-huh. I'm sure you've seen a couple here. Oh, yeah. Secure walls. Or yeah, there's there's one called uh, tactical walls that you That's put in between is, yeah. the studs, and then there's a mirror that comes yeah. in between or whatever. Yeah. And I was talking about how at least for quick access stuff, there's at least um, you know security through concealment. Um, you know where if they don't even know where to look, then they're not even going to worry about it. But that's not necessarily as strong of a of a safeguard as a safe, a full on safe is right. You know? So I think how do you balance that quick access between, you know, safety? I don't, there's, there's a lot of options, right? And now it seems like more than ever, we get people worried about, you know, zombies and who who knows what else. So they (laughs) want to have quick access to their stuff, but is it really secure? That's the question. Yeah. There's the big balance between it. You know, you're right. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. But again, if my, if, if my kid knows, Oh, this is, this mirror slides out of the way. Check this out. Yeah. Look what my dad built. It's awesome. Check this out. And yeah. Then, you know, you're yeah. exactly. I had buddies growing up. They did the same thing. They had wooden panel walls that you pick up the coat rack and move it, and mm. yeah, out slides a. And that's the problem. Is it if it's cool, you want to show everybody yeah, how it works, and then it, it you know, kind of defeats look what the my purpose. Dad built. <laughs> yeah, you're not a dad on a bill one. So I get, but I guess the thing, to the takeaway from that is really you just can't go wrong with a safe. No, that peace of mind is really what you're getting. Yeah. With. That's that's all it is to me. It's peace of mind for safety, safety of friends. I teach, tell people, if you ever have a fire, heaven forbid, it'd be a horrible thing. First thing you need to do is call a locksmith and get that safe opened up, mm-hmm. and Liberty will pay for that too. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you, why do you need a locksmith to come open that up as soon as? Because. All the e-locks and all the mechanical locks are made of aluminum, mm-hmm. and they melt instantly to shut down the safe, make it seal. Okay. And they melt. Okay. So when a, gun, a locksmith will come there, and he'll drill it out and then hit the relockers and open the safe up and get it cooled off inside. 
because that heat's going to be building inside yeah, the okay uh, uh-huh. that makes sense because no, all that fire protection soaked up all that heat okay how does the fire protection work can you talk about that a little bit is it kind of insulated yeah or? They're insulated um it's it's fire actually it's just fire sheetrock and but they do layers like yeah, and that's basically the cost of the, the, the safe between the gauge of the steel. And that's what makes it so damn heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the higher rated safe has more layers of sheet. So you some of those higher rated safes, you really might have two inches of sheetrock, not one chunk, of, but it'll it'd be like four half inch pieces of sheetrock. Okay, that wrap the hole inside this and the door. And the so door. that's basically the difference in the fire rating, the gauge of the metal, and the, the how many more pieces mm-hmm. of sheetrock. Now, there's another company called, uh, in Southern California, uh, uh, they make, um, they pour cement between the two. <laughs> but, you know, like Liberty and Rhino say, that's, it, it, that works, but it's, it's, the sheetrock does a lot the same thing, and it's a lot lighter. So Yeah. Well, and that's one of the benefits of having a safe, too, is that it's, you know, it is so damn heavy that somebody can't just walk off with it with a gun cabinet or anything like that. That's right. They're not going to, you know, I tell people unless, unless, like I said that one time, it's the only time I ever heard of it in 18 years, you know, you have a safe out in the middle of nowhere and you leave extension cords, drills and saws and torches. Yeah. That's kind of like you were, that was kind of. You know, kind I'll of, take the challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold um, my beer. Well, that's like uh, that's with uh, gun cat, or I'm sorry, uh, lock boxes and quick access. Mm-hmm. You know, boxes too. You have to secure those. Yeah. You know, to the wall. Don't se- don't secure them to your nightstand because someone just grabs your nightstand or right. throws yeah. it on the wall or walks off or, um, you know, depending on how your bed is constructed, your bed frame and yeah. everything like that, they yeah. could just smash it and walk off with it. And the reality is, is is uh, they can all get in. You know, people can get into anything. That's with right. enough time and with, with enough, enough wherewithal, right. yeah, and the right that's, tools. you know, like that's exactly right. You know, like they get no bank vault. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's important. And let's actually that let's talk about the storage in your car. Um, you know, maybe you're going somewhere and you're carrying, and you have to, you know, maybe you have to go to the post office, or you're going into your kid's school or something like that, and you can't carry. What do you recommend as safe storage in a vehicle? Well, you know uh, the the locks we sell, the um, hand vaults we sell here, they have a cable on them that can be taken from the house to your car. So you take the cable and you put it around the the bracket that holds your seat. Bolt yeah, the to. frame. Yep. Okay. So you got the frame. Of the, you're you're sitting in your car and it's it's bolted to the bottom of your car. That cable goes around that into the lock box because they can't take the box. They got unbolt a seat to go with mm-hmm. it. Okay. So that's just get you any kind use of the same lock box you have at home, you know, if you want to yeah. go on a trip. And if you want to spend a lot more money, uh, <laughs> there's a company called, and not not that they're outrageously expensive, but they they're expensive. Is is BlackRack is a local company here making, um, it's it's a device that basically clamps around the action of your of your your handgun, your shotgun, or your AR rifle, mm-hmm. and it's what the police and the military use. They make military oh, grade. Oh yeah, Steve's they're right. awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought about. And it'd right. be it'd be awesome to have maybe Black Rat come in sometime and talk to Tom, but they're uh, they're awesome and they do make um, civilian versions that uh, that are very secure, and it covers up everything. So once that clamshell's around, say you have your AR, it clamshells shells around so you can't get the, the controls you can't get to the pins to take the gun apart everything is is completely sandwiched up but 
the uh, the military and police versions use a biometric, a, a super high end biometric mm-hmm. that pops right open. Right, get right. To, you can leave the magazine in the gun. Wow, and get right to it. So it's, you could have an AR in a trunk or yeah. under your truck seats or something like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But it's they're expensive. Well, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it, I'm on their website and it's trusted by professionals and they have pretty much every law enforcement military. Uh, patch right here, you know, uh, Navy, uh, Marine Corps. Yeah, and a friend of mine does does a lot of their work, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different kind of things out there for a car, but you know, obviously, you don't want to just throw your gun in your glove no, box or throw your AR in your trunk or anything <laughs> like that. So, no, it's not. It's you know, yeah. Um, so I think we covered. Uh, pretty much everything about safes um why you need one you know what to look for in one um come buy one from old man rob that's right if if, uh if you had to sell a safe in five minutes what'd be the words you'd you'd say well Uh, that's it (laughs) (laughs) listen to the podcast he's going that's the first time i've ever seen him speechless (laughs) i'm kind of a jabber jaw so (laughs) it's still early rob yeah Yeah, you've only had one cup of coffee what what was the question again um, Steve interrupted me. No, if you had to sell a safe and the benefits of not even Liberty Browning doesn't matter the brand. Uh, right. if you just the had brown, to s- they all they're all quality companies, but they all have all their grades. Mm-hmm. But if you had to sell a safe to somebody in five minutes, you know, just the benefits of having a safe and why you need a safe, what would you tell them? Peace of mind. That's it. You don't even need five minutes. <laughs> uh, nope. I just three say words. Three you words. know, figure out your needs and where you live. And we'll go from there because it's just peace of mind. That's why yeah. I tell these guys, you know, these, like I hear all the time, well, I live in an apartment, I have no kids, but I have 10 guns. Hello? <laughs> you know, they're gone. You know, so why not buy a safe and protect yourself? Well, not only that, we're living in a society where it's starting to get very litigious, right? And they're trying to get to where they would prosecute the person whose gun it was that was, may have been used in right, the crime. Right. And so... Well, I, I hate to yeah. say this, but I, I mean, I can delete this off. <laughs> but in California, if you leave a gun out and somebody gets that gun and commits a crime with it, or a, a minor comes in your house, somebody 18 or under, or under 18. I was thinking a guy with a pickaxe, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you go to jail. It's automatic five years in prison. Really? Yeah. It's California. Straws, I know. I'm just saying, though. Straws are legal in I California. Know. Yeah, that's not allowed anymore. Um, and well, and we talked about with uh, Steve's friend, Chris, who we interviewed a couple episodes ago. There are safe storage requirements in Australia. He's from he's from yeah. the land down under. Yeah. And he said that, you know, they can and the cops can come anytime yep. right. in Australia and check your storage because you have right. to have it. And I think you have to have ammo stored in a safe as well. It's just a separate box. Inside right. safe, inside the safe. Right. right, yeah. and A locking box inside your safe. And um, yeah, what do you recommend for storing ammo? Can, you know, obviously, you know, ideally you store ammo in a separate place than your firearms. Yeah, that's what I, when I, teach, I talk about that a lot in my classes. Um, years ago, um, everybody had the beautiful oak rack. And now you have to keep guns locked and the ammunition separate. Um when I was a kid growing up here, again, we had the beautiful oak cabinets or a rack on the wall with a little drawer, and you would take the gun off the rack and open the door, and there'd be a box of thirty out six ammo there for that rifle. Right. And that's how people kids get hurt. So that's right. all they're trying to do. I per- they say store them in separate locations, but I personally override the state of Idaho and just say <laughs> if you have a if you have a, you have a safe, and you or you and your wife have the combination, I think it's okay to have. The, 
the guns on one side and ammunition on the other. Sure. Now, Liberty just came out with a, a safe I mean, called the ammo can. Yeah, it's built I, straight for storing it's ammunition. It's cool. Built, we have one here. Yeah, it's built just for ammo. It's got it's extra beefy. Oh, really? Shells, just so they won't. You know, you can fill it full of lead, and it's not going to bow. Mm-hmm. So that's um, yeah, because ammo gets heavy. Oh, if you have you got, a thousand yeah. rounds of anything, oh, yeah. it's going to be you heavy. Down and pick up one of these boxes of lead around here, man. Mm-hmm. You, know, <laughs> you know, so yeah, there goes the back. Yeah, um, and yeah, that there are some people I think who do have you know a serious collection and are serious shooters. They have a separate safe even for their mm-hmm. ammunition and mm-hmm. a separate safe for their firearms so all i know is if i have a lot of uh, collectible world war ii stuff and i would be devastated if i come home and got ripped off if i was just left them laying around mm-hmm. you know if if for heaven forbid they had a torch or i don't know but at least i tried but just leaving stuff laying around is just asking for problems 100 percent and that's, I think most gun owners are pretty responsible and pretty safe yeah. when it comes to that stuff. Even yeah. if they just have one handgun, they have a lockbox or something, something for it. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, I think that's a misconception too, is that not only, um, you know, you know, do you store the guns maybe that you use for practical shooting or home defense or whatever, but, you know, guns can have a lot of sentimental value, Absolutely. you know, and they can be passed down from generation right. to generation. It can right. be, they can be family heirlooms, much like right. jewelry or coins, uh, any kind of collectibles. And, and to me, a lot of them are artwork. Right. The, the, Especially the, the, yeah, old the older stuff, ones. Yeah. Is, and they don't even have to have the fancy scroll work. And yeah. just the, me- the mechanism itself right. is pretty amazing. How they th- thought things through, you know. Yeah, it's a, and it, it, some of them are pieces of history. You know, like you said, you got a lot of World War II surplus or collectibles mm-hmm. and all that, and that can be, you know, there's a lot of sentimental and historical value. And yeah, and you know, some crackhead to take it and go down and sell it for a three thousand dollar pistol for one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, know? they don't care. Yeah, they just don't care. They just want so to fix. yeah, yeah, it's even it's, and that's really the root of it. One of the roots of it is that, and then keeping your kids and yeah. kids safe because it's it's that's no the joke. Number one priority: no no child need ever get hurt by mm-hmm. a gun. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Old Man Rob. That's me. Come, come see Old Man Rob. I've <laughs> got some time to spare and uh, want to come buy a safe. Come talk to Old Man Rob at uh, Independence Indoor Shooting. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question, too, uh, maybe you're not uh, in the Treasure Valley, you can send us an email podcast at iishooting.com or uh, send us a message on Facebook at Independence yeah, Indoor Shooting. And we can forward that on to Rob and uh, he can get back to you that way. Uh, obviously, a ton of experience, a ton of wisdom uh, about safes and safe storage and all that. So, thank you for waking up early. Yeah, you're if welcome. You, if you need a safe, come talk to Rob, and then I'll drop it off at your house. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, will and take you'll it. see Steve. Yeah, Steve's got the muscles. I got nothing left anymore. Muscles. Old. <laughs> muscles. Yeah, next safe I get, I'm having Steve deliver. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just drop it right there. Yeah. Thanks. Here's five dollars for the trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. So that'll buy me a Snickers bar. There you go. Well, yeah, I'll just I'll just tip you in candy. How about that? <laughs> My dentist will like it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you for listening, Thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you. Next Guys, time. See you. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. If you've got a comment, question, idea for the show, or any feedback, send us an email to podcast at iishooting.com or send us a message on our Facebook page. Just search Independence Indoor Shooting. Again, thanks for listening to Range Minded. We'll see you next time.